welcome back. Hey, hey guys, hey. Whoa, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, I know. Fuck? Really? I, back. Hey, Mike, okay. Mike, you forgot to put your shoes on again. <laughs> that's that's no, where we're going. You can't walk, you can't late and they, walk yeah. out with empty. Yes, with shoeless feet. Yes, empty yeah. feet is empty what I was going to say. <laughs> Empty feet. That sounds like a good name for a band. Empty feet. Uh, you know, it prompts me to share a little bit of Japanese trivia with people since Mitch started it. Yes. Unknowingly. I didn't so know that the I word started. karate, which people mispronounce as karate, which is, you know, give them a break. It's karate. Uh, kara is empty. Te is hand. Empty oh. hand. As in weaponless combat. Hey. So there's your little Japanese. So Hang what on. would it be? I, I went in. Empty I went into the doctor. Weaponless. And, and, weaponless kickboxing. <laughs> right. Anyway, back I to you. I went Dave. into the the doctor the other day, and they said, "I want to check your karate dari." What? It, so oh, the karate, karate artery. Art, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Oh, I see <laughs> okay. what you did there. Yeah. And so did the audience eventually. Eventually. Uh, and that's why they booed. Yeah. Thanks for coming back to the show, everybody. So we're going to start off our Plop Plop Fizz Fizz episode. Everybody, let's jump into a little bit of LDS, LDS Church. LDS Whenever you have an upset tummy, just pop, pop, fizz, fizz one into your tummy. Okay. <laughs> so, the news. <laughs> oh, we're, we're having a rough morning. This is Gephardt Daily. Gephardt is a local, <laughs> a local dude. Gephardt was this guy that I remember, Dave. You probably remember him. You probably remember him. Uh, oh, yeah. I know Mitch. who Gephardt is. Get, Gephardt. Get, Get Gephardt. Him. It was his own little segment. And then I think he's split off now, and he's like his own thing. Because he's like, I have to split. Like, I'm the front man of this band. I have to split off, and I'm going to form my own news channel eventually. So, Gephardt oh. Daily, former Kaysville Bishop of Church of Jesus Christ, to be whoa. sentenced Wednesday after admitting <gasps> guilt to child pornography charge. Oh, my Yes. God. Now, this isn't a new one, and that wouldn't be a surprise if it was, anyway, but... I recognize the picture of this guy, Dave. We mentioned him in some episodes ago as having been caught, right, and arrested for this. Yeah. Now, now he's yeah, been that's sentenced. Correct. Now he's been yeah. sentenced. So it's been. So some what time. I don't understand is why the audience boos us, and then we read this terrible, terrible news article. And right. So audience, I just like oh. you need to step up a bit. Let. Mike, can you read the the article again so that they kind of? That's register. a good point, Mitch. Let's let's try this one more time. Former Kaysville Bishop of Church of Jesus to be sentenced Wednesday after admitting guilt to child oh. pornography. Here it comes. Charge. That's no, what no, I'm no, talking no, no, about. No, no, no. Hey. That's what I'm taught. Thanks, Mitch. I no, that's plug not, that thing in. Oh my god! Plug it in. You know, it, it, sometimes guys, <laughs> you just don't. React the way that we hope you do. Yes. That's what I was looking for, but not yeah. to Mike's well, comment. Okay. They've been preconditioned. I yeah. mean, it's, so here we go. Uh, Ready? A former bishop of Kaysville, Warder Church, 
will be sentenced Wednesday after pleading guilty in federal court to one count of possession of child pornography. Now, I don't know if you remember, Dave, he was part of like a ring. So I'm sure if we looked, we would find the other dude that was involved here. He's probably being sentenced now as well, or hereabouts. Uh, Timothy James Hallows. It's kind of an interesting, almost English author type of name, isn't it? Is this the guy that was sentenced? Yeah. That's a shame, because that's a pretty cool name. It is a pretty cool name. But now it's not a cool name. No, it's a shitty name. No. Well, Hallow would be thy name. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good, David. Yes. All right, I'll give it to you, Dave. You've armed yourself a golf clap. <laughs> so, back to it. <laughs> Timothy James Hallow, 62, faces a possible sentence of up to 20 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and a maximum of five years of supervised release. Any violation of the terms of his supervised release could require he be returned to prison. So that's even like he goes, he comes out, and then he has five years of supervision. If he breaks that supervision, he could go back in. By the way, while he's in prison, he has free access to all the child pornography available. Well, sure and you know what? You know what the good news security, is? Though? though, the good news yeah. is other prisoners hate these kind of dudes. That, that is a good, good news. thing. So I am a, a. I wonder why, uh, because yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wonder it's why. Like I was there, thieves. and I, yeah. I told you about my little stint of my weekend in prison with not prison, but a local, and uh, four of us. And we're, what what's that guy doing? Why is he hanging back in the bunk? We were playing cards because he was a child molester. Oh, okay. And they were all <laughs> plotting on how to cease his existence. Well, yeah. So and... that, that is true. That is true. Yeah. So for some reason, that uh, is considered even among criminals as a heinous, 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 uh, <laughs> a, a worse crime than you know murder, murder. Hallows also must register as a sex offender. Well, thank God. Hallow or thank the uh, powers in the universe <laughs> take the powers above <laughs> yes the stars the stars above <laughs> how how's plea dill required he provide a statement of guilt his statement says that in 2019 he knowingly possessed explicit images of children believed to be younger than 12 quote these images included depictions of prepubescent children being sexually assaulted by adults. I love that. You know what great. I want to do? That's just fucking great. I want to track yeah. down the people. So he's using this material, right? I want to track down the guys taking the pictures. Yeah, who, who's he getting this from? And I want to track down the guys doing I'm sure, the you know, I'm sure the, the law pictures. enforcement is right. already right. looking into that, but that's oh, just sure sick. Oh, sure they are. That's yeah. just so sick. what kind of twisted shit... Yeah, is going on in the minds of the people that get off on this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Church officials confirmed shortly after Hallow's arrest on May eighth of this year that he had been released from his leadership position. The LDS Church statement issued by spokesman <laughs> Eric Hawkins said the following: "Okay, I didn't read ahead on this, so let's. This is news to me too. No pun intended. What did the church say? Here we go. Quote: The allegations against this individual are serious and deeply troubling. The church troubling. Of, the church of Saint <laughs> has no tolerance for abuse of any kind. Good. Yeah. Think, we, we, think, we don't tolerate it, but we think, allow it. 
the Lord Jesus Wait, Christ what? of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> Just thank him because yes. uh, that's a uh, that's a crock no. of shit right there. Yeah, I, that's not even completing. We the don't sentence. condone any abuse. Only the stuff that we. Just look away. We we just pretend we don't see it. <laughs> like, wait, what happened over here? <laughs> hey, Bob, write an article pretending we didn't know it. <laughs> uh, yes. e- oh, yeah, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the middle of the sentence. Oh, geez. So here goes the rest of that sentence. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, forgive me for interrupting. <laughs> no. Well, I had to pause there because no tolerance of, or for abuse of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. Including, including child pornography. And teaches its members and leaders that such behavior is, ready? Offensive to God and his church. Quote, when local leaders learned of these allegations, this individual was immediately removed from any position that would place him in close contact with youth or children. This is done to ensure the safety of others and to allow this individual to address these serious allegations. And we never do this if the police didn't find out. But since so, they did, we did this. So here's my conundrum here, because I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Good job, LDS Church, mm-hmm. for going, yes, we do not tolerate this. Take his calling away and disfellowship him, and uh, we, we're not going to do that. Da-da-da! So that is great. But what I would like, along with everyone else, I'm sure, that has half a brain, is instead of just going, yeah, we removed him from the calling, and... uh He's gone because we don't tolerate this kind of shit. Maybe kind of look at patterns within your church. Maybe say something like, we will do better. We will make greater efforts to ensure that this will not happen again in our church. I know, right? Isn't that Hey, we've noticed a pattern here with people, men with callings that have the quote-unquote priesthood, where they abuse that power hmm, maybe we should look into this do you see that rug lift up the end of the rug sweep it sweep it under sweep there it. sweep it under under that rug Come but there's on. there's a history in all seriousness there's a history going on here there's a yeah. pattern and the church just coming out and saying well, credit where credit is due this is great okay stop that yeah. now Take the further, kind of a, more honest step as the one and only true church mm-hmm. and go, hey, we're kind of noticing that this has been happening with our leaders. Maybe we should <laughs> look into it a little more. Sorry, well, we'll here's a simple out. concept that even some crazy churches do before they put a guy in a position that they're going to be working with minors or even in many cases like single people, oh, right? Back, 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 background check. Hey! Wow! Oh, yeah. yeah. Two hundred points for Dave. Yeah, it's amazing, right? We've talked about it a billion times. Okay, that's it for LDS Church in the News, folks. And man, you know, full length uh, LDS Church in the News for one article. But actually, I figured that would happen because this is a terrible topic that pisses me off. So. Yes, it is quite uh, atrocious. Yes, it is. It so makes me want to break certain laws. It as kind of does. <laughs> I'm enforcing other laws. Yeah. In other words, I'm willing to go out and wring your fucking neck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if I actually, yeah, I, I don't know what I would do. I would put myself in prison for life uh, for my actions in response to the bullshit. But, yeah. you know, 
to do it for a cause like stopping these pedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. I'm talking about. So, Dave, I'm looking forward to your segment, as I always do. And that would be the segment that we call... For your information! All right. I think I, I, we're starting uh, to lose listeners. And, and where's on, where's Bibimbop, our our pet? Ah, <laughs> oh, there you are, buddy. Nineteen fifty-eight. Oh, yes. The day is September tenth, and under the instructions of the first presidency, Apostle Henry D. Moyle conducts a mass excommunication in London, England. Nine American missionaries. From the French mission. And why? Wow. Because these missionaries converted in France to the necessity of continuing polygamy. How in the hell did that happen in France? <laughs> wow. So the, That's it makes you. So the missionaries were teaching that polygamy yes, was still part they of it. went back wow. to the Church of the That's Firstborn exciting. of the Fullness of Times. Right. And, okay. Which, which oh, thought that yeah, that was yeah. the true church. Yeah. The Brighamites were a fallen offshoot and yeah. uh, had fallen from the truth and that whole thing. And it's mm. like, wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good on them. They're well, going back to I the roots. Done with that shit. Okay. 1959. Apostle Marion G. Romney writes that the recently published Mormon doctrine by 70s president Bruce R. McConkie is discourteous and offensive toward our LDS church of Christian churches generally, of the Catholic church in particular, of communists, and of evolutionists. Uh, Romney also says that the book presumes to declare controversial issues and personal interpretations as Mormon doctrine. So, <laughs> we will have two or three more readings, and then we'll finish up with that same subject, hmm. which I was completely unaware of. I was one of those that thought, oh, fuck, he's an apostle. Mm -hmm. He wrote this book. Hello, the title, Mormon Doctrine. Why should I look anywhere else? You and would think so. He was one of the 12, right? He was the president of the 70 at the oh, time of okay. the first okay. release. Yeah. Okay. But and you're you still know, you, know what I, you know what I love about this, though? It's just history repeating itself because yes, it you've, is. Got, yes, it you've is. got a prominent leader of the church coming out with some kind of content that reveals their true nature. And then you've got the public going, hey, 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 that's bad. And then they censor themselves. So Bruce R. McConkie <laughs> comes out with Mormon doctrine and I guess the prettier side of the church that does, you know, wants to keep their makeup on and all pretty. They're like, whoa, whoa, no, no, we don't ascribe to this bullshit. And so they censor it and they go, no, no, no. But when all reality, this is what they teach. They disavow that, but then they still quote it in conference. They're like, no, yeah. don't listen to Bruce Arm. That Mormon doctrine was, and members will do this. They'll be like, oh, well, that's a disavowed now. But then they sit and they listen to the current prophet and apostles quote it. And they're like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, Bruce. Or my favorite part is they'll quote pieces of that same person that they mm-hmm. do like. Right? Yep. Like Brigham Young's a perfect example. Oh, yeah. They want to totally throw Brigham under the bus for obvious reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Because of all the weird shit. You must understand he was talking as a man. And people had different views back then. And listen to the current living prophet instead. And they'll throw him completely under the bus. Wish there was no Brigham Young. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you'll get a Brigham Young quote, right? Mm -hmm. As Brigham said. And you're like, wait a minute. As who said? Yeah, yeah, they do and that. Sometimes all the time. it's like within the same paragraph yeah. as another shitty thing he said, and they just chop that out, and they're like, "He oh, said this." They give the first, the or first part or the second part. And it's like, wait, yeah, all the you time. continue to read that quote, it gets really shitty. So yeah, exactly. Back anyway, to you, Dave. Sorry, yeah, we said great and so boxed there. Cherry picking. Oh, we have a we have an episode called that. Hey. Don't we? Two episodes. Yeah. Cherry picking includes the pits, my part friend. One and two. Yes, that's right. And so we would be accused of that mm-hmm. in citing these references to historical facts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just cherry picking the shit that cast a bad light on the church. Yes, we are. That's right. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> because they happened and they're real and they're in your fucking face. That's right. So you, so if, you, if you don't you like history, the good stuff if you don't want, if, if, if you have, if you're unfamiliar with the facts, that just walk away. I'll just stop reading right now because I, I know I'm offending some people. You're offending me, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just, that's just May the smell. First. That's just the smell Ex- coming over the microphone. Executive oh, committee yeah. of the Church Board of Education discusses the growing problem in our society of homosexuality. Spencer W. Kimball reports that President David O. McKay has said, and quote, that in his view, homosexuality was worse than heterosexual immorality and that it is a filthy and unnatural habit. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. That's what that kind of was, wasn't it? All right. Yeah. It, it's just, you oh, know. Mo- it's, moving on. Moving, moving on. on. November 16th, we're still in 1959. Time Magazine article about expulsion of Harry Howard as president of Jewish fraternity in Pasadena, California, because he is a Mormon convert. Check this out. He appeals unsuccessfully to national leadership to reinstate him because he maintains his Jewish identity as a Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. This is the final entry, and this was a bit of a shocker to me. I wasn't aware of this. The year is 1960. Now, mm-hmm. committee of two apostles, Marky e. Peterson, Marion G. Romney reports that McConkie's Mormon doctrine contains 1,067 doctrinal errors. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to who? According to who? They can't agree on how to fucking ordain and sustain somebody. How the fuck do they know what their own doctrine is? <laughs> the ridiculousness of this shit is beyond reproach. It's fucking... 
Oh, yeah, that's God. ridiculous. Oh, oh my goodness. And so their statement is that <laughs> the book should be officially repudiated. Oh, God. The first presidency decides against requiring McConkie to make a public apology because it might lessen his influence as an apostle. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. There go. yeah. There oh, is. don't make him apologize, even though he. Fucked that's it all the conundrum up of because the entire church right there and that's there it example. is there yeah. it is yeah. he's an apostle i'm not done there's one more statement oh my here. god here Nin- we go. 1966 is the year after his father-in-law becomes assistant counselor to the first presidency whatever we're talking about joseph fielding smith okay yeah. mccaukey publishes a second edition of mm, mormon doctrine i do remember that I mean, it, reading it. It corrects. Yes. The first one was green. Yeah. The, the, second, the second one, one was, was just black. black jet, yeah. jet black. That's yeah. the one we had on our bookshelf at home. The second one. Of course. Yeah. That everyone had. It yeah. corrects only a few <laughs> of the first edition's errors cited by the first presidency and apostles in 1960. The book becomes yeah. the best seller. Among Latter Day Saints. Yeah. There you go. Think about what that says. The whole church is basically giving the middle finger to the first presidency saying, Yep. We heard that you said this was bad, but we like this stuff. (laughs) So even even on a deeper issue, you've got people claiming that one of the top leaders of the LDS church is publishing falsified information according to them. Yeah. Whether we know yeah. it's true or not, there are claims that there's falsified yeah. information being published. And what's the reaction? Don't make him apologize. He uh, he's it might <laughs> he's an it apostle. might He's an apostle of the Lord. We don't want to we don't want to <laughs> take away his authority. So you got this over here, these nut jobs going, well, you don't need to apologize. They compare that to a book that's being claimed to be false, falsified information and not completely accurate. And you got, you got people telling this guy, don't apologize. It's going to lessen your credit. As if his credit's already not off. Lesson no, enough. Yes. Like, oh, so wait, guys, wait, wait. I, I don't know if I can do any better as far as this segment goes than oh what I just God. read to you. Yeah, I mean, right, that right. is some of the most damning information. No kidding, right? That I have perfect, read. Though. It's so perfect. Uh, it's 1960. It's not 1860. No, no. It's 19 fucking 60. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's anyway. a wow. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, well, Jesus oh, Christ of Latter Day Saints. Yes. Yeah, I I'm gonna rejoin oh. and write my own goddamn book. You probably could right now. It's a good well, time. In order to get past that, you, you got to be an apostle because I'm sure there's lots of members that try and write books, and the yeah, first president well, is like, "Well, that's yeah. it's a little falsified." Yeah. But if you're an apostle, they're like, "It's falsified." But don't you dare fucking apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you just publish it. God damn it. <laughs> Your sword is for sure, man. <laughs> you know, I'll give you a stoner take on it. Oh, for sure, man. It was a revelation. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a great segue. Speaking of revelation, we're going to talk today about the highly anticipated, super secret, super announced, virally propagated <laughs> announcement of. 
Rusty Nell's special message. Yeah. So when we listen throughout this uh, clip, which I'm sure Mike will stop and play as we discuss it, it's important, and I'm sure Dave, you also have something to say about this, but it's important to say that I have nothing against gratitude. I have nothing against changing your attitude in a way so to be more grateful for the things around you. There's nothing wrong with that, and it's actually a healthy point of view. He talks a lot about that, so please don't get confused when we start picking this apart because it's not gratitude that we're picking apart. It's exactly what we just discussed with Bruce R. McConkie, the flawed nature within the leadership right. of this church. And this is something that I talked with Michael about yesterday that I wanted to make a statement before we started. Why would three mature men spend an hour of their time on a Sunday discrediting a 95-year-old man who's giving what seems to be a rather uplifting message? What 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 is the point of that? You'll see why. Yeah, you will. Because there's points that we haven't not made. So you have to start counting the negatives. Okay, wait, hold Double on. negative. Not, triple? Not made. Triple negative. <laughs> Before, we haven't not, not made, unmade. Okay, let's start this. Here we go. As a doctor, I know the value of good therapy. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there already. <laughs> I am. Two seconds in. As a surgeon, I understand the benefit of therapy or some such, right, that he said. Let's see. As a pilot... I understand the importance of putting out fires. As, As an, an underwater English, yeah. welder, yeah. I understand the importance of maintaining proper atmospheric pressure yeah. in the airplane. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I don't know what kind of uh, argument. I know there's, there's probably a very technical term about the kind of uh, flawed logic that he just used. But what I hate about it is the elitism of... Yes. I was a heart surgeon, so I know more than most the importance of therapy. Oh, when and it doesn't, listen, it doesn't end. <laughs> you've got a huge amount of the population uh, on Earth today that are a lot more aware of how important therapy is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of career you have. That's right. And implying that because you're a heart surgeon, you know more about how important therapy is. Even if he said, I just find it really interesting that he uses the heart surgery. Well, he doesn't come out and say, broad, he could have come out look, and be like, as a prophet of the Lord that receives direct revelation right. from God himself, no. I know how important right. therapy is. No, he goes, I'm a heart surgeon. I know how important therapy is. It's like, oh, thanks, Rusty. So yeah. there's a point here. He's, <laughs> he's putting science against religion. Well, and okay. He's, he's also, right off the bat, he's yeah. saying, you know, there's science, and then he tries to blend them together later in his talk. Yes, that's we'll, right. We'll, we'll get into we'll get that. There, yeah. and he's also setting it up, as you would imagine, at the very beginning, he's setting it up. Okay, I have some expertise that you don't, even though it's completely unrelated to the topic that I'm going to discuss. Oh, right. and by the way, the fact that I'm 95 is a good thing. Yeah. Because I've had more experience on this planet than any of you motherfuckers because yeah, nobody he, lives that long. Yeah. And, and so that's not a bad thing. And it doesn't mean my mind is deteriorating yeah. or that I'm losing my memory or any bingo, other bingo. of my faculties. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a positive. Yeah, yeah, and he'll he'll stroke that horse a few times, as you'll hear. And if you guys haven't heard the message yet, one last 
analogy. <laughs> analogy. Ah. Uh, I'm a I'm a movie star, thus I know about politics, right? I'm sure oh. you do. Yeah. Thanks. Don't Thanks, about Thanks Don't motherfucker. Okay, here we go, because we're on a good trek already. So, dear friends, may I prescribe two activities to help us experience the healing power of gratitude. Wait, wait, wait. Can you stop it again? So basically what he just did was he said, I'm a heart surgeon, so I know about how uh, important therapy is, so I'm going to act like a therapist right now and prescribe something. Yeah. As a heart surgeon? Wait, wait. Are you prescribing something as a heart surgeon or as a therapist? Yeah. Lay down. I'm going to cut your chest open. I'm a heart surgeon, so I know the importance of therapy, so I'm going to pretend I'm a therapist. Here is uh, this for you. I'm going to give you two prescriptions. Yeah. It's like Dr. Phil saying, you know, I've studied a lot, which he has. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty smart guy, so I've I've heard this prescription helps with blood pressure, so I'm going to prescribe that as part of my therapy to you. You should take this prescription. Wait a minute, but you're not... not like an expert in that field of medicine. You're an expert in... So you could flip it, and it's even more ludicrous. It's like a therapist yeah. who knows human psychology, and, and they really have studied that well as part of their job, trying to say, well, that's in a way related to all medicine. So I'm going to talk to you about neuroscience. What? Okay. Um... <laughs> so I'm going to interject something here. I wasn't sure when I would. Harold Kushner is a rabbi who wrote a book in 1981 called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. The big picture here is Russell M. Nelson is responding to the crazy shit going on on this planet, and he's going to offer a prescription, and it includes two things, be grateful and pray. And those are the same fucking pills that Mormons have been taking for 150 years, okay? But nope, it's the same two pills. I would invite anyone and everyone to listen to Harold Kushner. He trashes all of those approaches. You would think he would be behind them. No, he says, no, they all failed. All of those prescriptions failed. And he finally realized that nature is a force on the planet that is operating separate from God. Hmm. Yes, it, it's a mind fucker. I invite you all to listen to any. There's several things on YouTube from him. Uh, if I don't say anything else about this talk, yeah, it's complete emptiness yeah. in offering anything of substance for people to work with. Yeah. There's nothing here. Yeah, there's nothing here, folks. Nothing to see uh, here. Nothing to see. Yep. That was a little premature. She always said I was that way, so. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> so, back to the talk. All right, well, maybe we should try and get through a couple of minutes before we start. Uh, <laughs> no kidding, right? We could we'll stop it every five at seconds. This rate, I got to we'll have, go. have a smoke. I got to have a smoke. At this rate, we're going to be stopping and going and going on for three uh, hours. Yeah, so let's, we gotta, let's, we gotta uh, cut I'll refrain. Minutes, so. I'll force myself to refrain. Here we go. Pumps on out. Two prescriptions. During my 96 years of life, I've seen a great depression, a world war, the rise of terrorism, hunger, and poverty throughout the world. I have also witnessed the advent of space travel, the internet, medical advancements galore, and countless other discoveries 
that delight me. Prior to my ministry, I was a cardiovascular and thoracic surgeon and spent many hours in operating rooms. As a surgical resident, I was one of the research team that developed the first heart-lung machine to be used in a human open-heart operation. Subsequently, I had the privilege of helping to save lives of hundreds of patients. And sadly, I watched other patients die despite my best efforts. As a man of science and as a man of faith, the current worldwide pandemic has been of great concern to me. As a man of science, I appreciate the critical need to prevent the spread of infection. I also honor the devoted service of healthcare professionals and grieve for the many whose lives have been upended by COVID-19. As a man of faith, however, I view the current pandemic as only one of many ills that plague our world, including hate, civil unrest, racism, violence, dishonesty, and lack of civility. I am going to stop it there because there's natural breaks. If you guys see this video on YouTube, there's like these segments, which is kind of interesting. Each segment is a point, so it's almost visually helpful to, uh, not almost, it is visually helpful <laughs> to kind of end on each point. So, you know, here he is. So what's he doing? He's building up. So now not only is he a surgeon, and you know without him stating it here, I don't think he stated it yet, he's the prophet of God, right? Mm -hmm. He's also spent, back to your point, Dave, way more time on this earth than 99.9% .9 of the people who will see this message. I'm building myself up here. What I'm trying to tell you is with all this that I've observed and experienced myself, it's way more than you've ever observed or experienced. So I'm prepping you to accept my two prescriptions that I'm going to give you. Because if you should listen to anybody, it's me, right? Yes. And the other little tidbit I wanted to talk about at the very end there, violence, dishonesty, and racism. racism. So which of those three has the church propagated in its history? And is still propagating. Right. So think of Brigham Young's empire, violence, racism, and dishonesty. Check, check, check. And then where's the church today? Which of those three does it still propagate on a regular basis? They're trying to say, oh, you know, we were down with racism, finally. <laughs> they don't exactly propagate violence directly, like Brigham no. used to do. So you're left with even, dishonesty. Even racism, they have improved quite a bit, but this yeah. is where I take even with that statement, coming from an organization that is one of the most dishonest, mm. and they do it so well, when the leader of the church comes out, so it doesn't matter if it's a leader of what a, a business that you know has had an extremely dishonest, shady, fraudulent history, and the like, CEO coming out and being like, we stand against dishonest frauds! <laughs> right. What the... Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to be like, I trust this guy? Regardless yeah. of the history of this company, I trust him. Uh, CEO, what about, so you're sorry? No, I didn't say that! <laughs> I didn't say I was sorry. But we're going to stand against every other organization that is dishonest. But we're not sorry, because we didn't do anything wrong. We're prophets. What do you think, Dave? Is he breaking the surgeon's it, Hippocratic it, it Oath It kind of makes you wonder, uh, on that thought, 
what is their ultimate goal? Is it just the gathering of tithing funds? Apparently not. Apparently they're not even needed. Not anymore. So what the fuck is their goal? Is it they're saturated with a control psychosis? Maybe what so. Was, what was the goal of Joseph Smith's church? What would you say? I think it changed over uh, time. It changed I th- think time. to get out of Has poverty. Yeah. Number one. That was the first no, goal. He, I, I don't think we realize how devastating the state of poverty was, yeah. especially mm-hmm. in 1812 when the pennant, mm-hmm. wh- whatever fucking volcano went off, and it was the summer with no... Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember that. Okay. The, the year of no remember, summer. I remember is, hearing about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so the, there was no crops. Nothing grew for an entire season. And that just perpetuated it further there was already starvation and hunger and then this thing hit so it's kind of like the covid you know it's it's a little bit Mm, parallels what's going on today and so again but uh, now i'm moving away from your question what was your question what was the motivation of the original church church. yeah when it was formed yeah yeah and i think it changed over that's my answer yeah that's my answer yeah to escape poverty yeah you're right. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, with that. let's go on because it's uh, let's see, two minutes in, it's uh, just under twelve minutes total. This segment of his. So let's see what else he says here. There's another. I'll stop it at the end of each segment. How about that? So let's go to the next segment. Skilled scientists and researchers are laboring diligently to develop and distribute a vaccine against the coronavirus, but there is no medication or operation that can fix the many spiritual woes and maladies that we face. There is, however, a remedy, one that may seem surprising because it flies in the face of our natural intuitions. Nevertheless, its effects have been validated by scientists as well as men and women of faith. I'm referring to the healing power of gratitude. Now, wait a minute. Hang on. I'm sorry to do this again. He said it flies in the face of our natural intuition to be grateful. I disagree, sir. Yes. I fucking disagree. Sorry. I think you're right. Wow. I disagree too. Yeah. I I didn't pick that up last time. Yeah. I didn't either. And basically the, if you look at the big picture of what he's doing, if you remember, he started out with, I'm a heart surgeon, so I know therapy. the importance of therapy. <laughs> and then he goes on to talk about COVID and how dangerous COVID is and we need to take precautions. And he appreciates science and their efforts. And mm-hmm. suddenly he's up here and he's like, COVID over right. here and sickness and ailment. There's medication and there's all this. And, but unfortunately for some of the things that we are dealing with his inhumanity. There's no medication. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Didn't you just say you know the importance of therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't therapy a part yeah. of that remedy? And that's and the why, interesting thing, Mitch, because... Why just... isn't God giving you a revelation about how to deal with this shit? You're yeah. the leader of the goddamn church well, that's that, what he's that claiming. rules the well, world. I guess he's I mean, one, could argue, one could argue that this is what This he's is doing. his revelation. The that's revelation what he's of claiming. being grateful. Yeah. But what I'm, oh, okay. just, oh, what I'm contending wow. is he's going... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm contending Again, with... Again, 
empty. Well, empty. here's the thing really quickly <laughs> that I didn't notice before either. So it's a good thing this is our second time listening through the three of us. I mean, he mentions therapy at the beginning, but he never talks about it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, gratitude, you could argue, is something that a therapist meeting with you and talking about your challenges, it, 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 they could recommend that, right, as a part. Yes. Of th- but that's not therapy. And I I agree with Mitch. It is. It's a valuable state of mind. And that's what it is. Yes. It's a choice to decide that the shit sandwich I've been served (laughs) is not all that bad. Essentially. Right. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Also, here's another little tiny, very passive thing that he's doing. And this is why it gets so confusing. This is where the gaslighting comes in. This is where it gets. It's so subtle. And a member listening to this would be like, these guys are fucking off their rockers. No, Listen. these guys are are flipping off their They're rockers. Flipping. They're fetching off their They're rockers. They're fetching off their oh, rockers. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Because when you say flip or fetch, you're not thinking fuck. Right? So, so what, <laughs> what anyway. Nelson... <laughs> anyway, keep going, Mitch. <laughs> what Nelson is doing is he's basically setting up this picture. He's saying that the state of mind that the world is in right now is not healthy enough to notice how important gratitude is. Mm-hmm. which is contradicting himself because he's uh, just right. like we've said oh therapy i know the importance of therapy but a lot of people won't tell you this but i'm gonna tell you and every fucking therapist watching this will probably be like what the yeah yes. cringing yes. they'd be cringing this is not news this is yeah attitude is it and that's why you know yeah that's the conundrum yeah. is this is why three ex-Mormons are sitting here talking about a, what otherwise, you know, someone might look and be like, oh, gratitude. This guy's, you know, he's, he's making effort, yeah. which he yeah. is. But Shit, the difference I might is, join. I might this join. This is what Just he's doing. Is he's, talk, you know. he's presenting this case that he knows more mm-hmm. that this is news somehow. Yeah, this is revelation. A- this is Again, revelation. without yeah. even invoking his position as a prophet. And you notice that for decades, no one is pretending to have any revelations. I guess That's I'm right. switching the subject a little bit. Well, there, but, and then, yeah, but back w- to, when he's yeah. that fucking smart, yeah. it's because he went to school to become a thoracic surgeon, not because he's a prophet. That's right. And and I guess what I really it's yeah. it's this idea of pitting the world against the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very yes. subtle. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Way he, subtle. Even just right, right there, what he said. Yeah. Just barely, well, he said, it wasn't subtle enough oh, because the... we picked up on it. Oh! <laughs> it's not natural. It's not natural to do this right. in today's world. Right. It's a very it, subtle it, message going. <sighs> and listen to look at the timing really quickly. Well, it's, I, an, I, it's an elitist. You said that word before. It's an elitist type of statement. It is. You know, only the really in tune can pick up on this. The timing is also something that we have to consider. And I was going to mention this at the end, but I'll mention it now. Two things. Timing number one, Thanksgiving, coming Mm -hmm. up here. You were already seeing Facebook and other social media outlets, people starting to post things about gratitude, because they tend to do that each time around this time of year. what we do. And you send memes about being thankful and memes about gratitude. So he's writing on top of that with this timing. There's going to be this, to Mitch's point, like not directly mentioned Mm -hmm. by anyone, but like this kind of subconscious understanding of, wow, look at all these great messages. Yeah, subliminal understanding of, look at all these great messages on my social networking. 
it's because the prophet of God encouraged this, right? Which it's not. <laughs> it's because of fucking Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. And then here's another ironic timing that gets a little personal with me and my wife because we lost oh. our son to suicide. And he, yesterday was the National Suicide yes. Survival Awareness Day. Okay. I was aware. That's I was aware of it. The twenty first yes. of November was yesterday because this this publication that we're speaking right now probably won't come out for a few weeks because we're so far behind. <laughs> and so he picks this National Suicide Survivors Day as time to be grateful, which is absolute mm. utter bullshit and insulting to survivors. It's insulting of suicide. Uh, Again, what I was speaking of yesterday, it's an act of submission Mm -hmm. and that he he would never use that word. What you're being asked to do in being grateful for that big, heaping, steaming shit sandwich on your plate is to submit because that's what God would want. Jesus submitted. Are you better than Jesus? I mean, come on. Eat it. Eat it. Take a big (laughs) bite. Out of that shit sandwich and be grateful that you have something to eat. And be grateful that God loves you enough that he causes pain. All right, here we go. Filled with admonitions to express gratitude. Here are just three of them. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Okay, we talked over the beginning of this, but he said there's Mm -hmm. a few things in the Bible, and he's mentioning Psalms, that talk about gratitude. So this is the first one. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Okay, here we go. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Jesus Christ frequently expressed gratitude. Before raising Lazarus from the dead, before miraculously multiplying loaves and fishes, Mm -hmm. and before passing the cup to his disciples at the Last Supper, the Savior prayed and gave thanks to God. No wonder the Apostle Paul later declared, in everything, give thanks. Over my nine and a half decades of life, I have concluded that counting our blessings is far better than recounting our problems. No matter our situation, showing gratitude for our privileges is a fast-acting and long-lasting spiritual prescription. There it is. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. So the gist for me that I take away from this (laughs) message is, one, this is not new. How many, not only prophets or leaders of the church, have shoved this down our throats. This is a good thing. It is healthy to to express gratitude in certain situations. It is healthy to try and have a more positive mindset. It is. It, it is, is healthy. Absolutely. But what the church yes. is doing is what they've been doing. This is not new. This is called toxic positivity. This is them saying, this is my life. This is what I grew up with. If I have any negative emotions i need to be grateful and i'm sinning and well and he and doesn't they might be say from that. satan like, first of all so check your worthiness level that's true that's very true but no matter what the situation 
Count my blessings. Count my blessings. Count my blessings. Correct. That is toxic positivity. Yeah. That teaches you to disregard the pain. And he's not saying this outright. And so I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. This is from experience. This is what we've all experienced. This is why I'm saying this is nothing new. This is why I'm triggered because I'm like, oh, great. Here comes the prophet saying, I've got a message for the world. Be grateful. Count your blessings. Count your well, blessings and, instead of your and number current, you know, two, and we haven't like, gotten into oh, it yet. This, number two is, is actually number the number one answer to every question in the church. Pray about it. That's right. Pray. Yeah. yeah and that's that's the second part that yeah, he's we'll going to get into. Yep. And it's like no one notices. None of the active members of the church seem to notice that it's the same fucking broken record yeah that's wow right. yeah. wow come on man wake up i know wake up yeah. I, i'm getting mad i'm sorry i'm it just fucking no, irritates the right. shit out of me you're right bro no you you jesus should be sorry how christ. dare you express a natural emotion no and, and so what he's done speaking Fuck. of jesus christ <laughs> jesus h christ jesus Mary. oh my god <laughs> judas caleb and marcus cousins of jesus Anyway, so, uh, but he's like, listen to me, and if I'm not enough, remember, Jesus himself talked about gratitude, so now I'm talking about it, Jesus is talking about it, so if you don't do this, you're an utter piece of shit, because not only do you have a 96-year-old man with all this experience who happens to be the prophet, too, and super smart, telling you to do this, but now, remember, don't forget, (laughs) Jesus did it. Don't forget Jesus. He's going to make it personal now. And I don't want to take anything from him in this. Oh my but he's going to make it personal. He's going to talk about the bad stuff he's been through. And it, I, isn't I, it yeah. interesting how the most subtle messages are the ones that gather our ire, as you will. Because it, it's... That, that gets the goddamn hair on the back of my neck to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So Because yes. but it's to Mitch's point, right? Like that. That's when it, we've talked about this as being the most successful and damaging cult in the existence of the world. Yes, it and is. That's Fuck one of the them. reasons. Fuck them to hell. Yes. Thank hey, you. Wait, wait, Dave. Be uh, grateful, man. Be grateful. <laughs> hey, I just Amen. want you. I Amen. Wish, Amen. David, we I'm can sorry. Take Amen. This, we can take this <laughs> offline when we're talking the three of us personally, Dave. But I just wish you would express yourself more transparently oh, and stop holding back. I, I know, wish you'd I stop know. holding back, dude. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Let's see what he says. I think this is the segment or the next one where he gets personal. Let's see. <laughs> Does gratitude spare us from sorrow, sadness, grief, <laughs> and pain? No. Oh, but it does fuck. soothe our feelings. It provides us with a greater perspective on the very purpose and joy of life. Nearly 16 years ago, my wife Dansel and I were sitting on the sofa holding hands while we watched television. Suddenly, she collapsed. Despite being well-trained to treat the very thing that ended her life, I could not save my own life. Dansel and I were blessed with nine daughters and one son. Tragically, I have lost two of those daughters to cancer. No parent is prepared to lose a child. 
And yet, despite these and other difficult experiences, I am incredibly grateful, eternally, for so very many things. I am grateful to God for the nearly 60 years Dancel and I shared together, for a lifetime of love and joy and cherished memories. And I thank Him for my wife, Wendy, whom I met after Dancel's passing. Wendy now fills my life with joy. I am grateful to God for the years I had with my two departed daughters. This father's heart melts when I see attributes of those girls in the precious faces of their children and grandchildren. Yeah, so I'm not going to soapbox here because that could be an entire episode of me soapboxing about this piece. I just For think, obvious you know, reasons, yeah. To use human suffering that we all go through, not to mention the listeners or viewers of his video who can't have kids, so this is when he departs from them in his message, and they're pieces of shit because they don't get to have a family. <laughs> we'll put that aside for a second. They weren't as valiant in heaven. Yeah, no, you know this. You know he's talking about yeah. a type of suffering that many people have had, etc. Here's what pisses me off, and that is he's using it as a tool. He's using human suffering and the realities of life's dark points as a fucking tool to it's draw people to Santa Claus. Yeah, and manipulation yes. on steroids, man. I can't think of a more coercive type of manipulation. Yep. And I don't know why I'm getting so fucking mad on this episode. I am fucking furious right now for the fucking shit they've done to me, man. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Fuck yes. you. You pieces of shit. That's right. You fucking Ooh. bastards, man. Jesus, I'm I'm sorry. I was gonna hold back. No, Something bro. happened. Something just broke there, uh, Michael. With what you had to share, yeah. I am fucking pissed. Me too. Sorry. No, sorry. No God apologies. Damn it. No apologies. I'm fucking mad, man. Just These fucking sure you, pieces of shit. Just make you sure you say something you're grateful for about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for the three thousand dollars suit he was wearing when he gave that talk. Yeah. In all in all reality, though, this is why it gets so difficult for the leaving member to notice the difference. I'll admit, five years ago, if I tapped in to this podcast and I was listening to us three, I'd be like, "Man, what the fuck is?" Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I'd be What's like, wrong? Yeah, what they're the off flip the rock. Wrong with these yeah. three men. They're making fun of this prophet of God and blah blah blah, and he's just teaching good things. Yeah, on the right. on the outside to the standard observer, it's just like, oh yeah, he's given a standard message of let's be grateful, guys. Great, okay. That's not what it is to us anymore because once you step back and you see how subtle yeah. the deception is, how subtle it is, and it is extremely, extremely subtle. But you're I, like, I don't wait, 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 he's anything doing that. And we get triggered, it. and so, yeah, Dave, you're going off going, I'm, I'm pissed at you guys. Fuck them. We're all feeling this, and it's because of this trigger. This is what we were conditioned. This yeah. kind of message, we sit down, we've listened to this our entire lives. Those of you who have watched this video, what triggers me, actually, uh, among all of this bullshit, is actually his expressions, because it's a show. 
Yeah, it is. It's a fucking show. He, if you oh, watch puppet. him, uh, it, it triggers the hell out of me because it's it's like a conference talk. Yeah. He gets emotional. Cue the emotions. <laughs> Cue the heartfelt music playing in the background as he talks about something very yeah. serious and very tragic. And then you watch his face as he goes, but I have learned to be grateful. And he smiles. Oh, it's heartwarming now. And it's like, great. Good for you. Mm. You learn to be grateful. Yeah. Uh, yep, this yep. is. And we're going to fade. Yeah. We're going to fade off here because we should do a, a part two on this. We will. This is about a good mark. It's about halfway through his message. I think it's worth spending. Yeah, the, the time. second part. It's worth prayer, the second part, yeah. which is. Yep. We've done that before, but, but yeah, it's worth a it, second part for his message. It is because it it's is. supposed to be so profound and. He geared up everybody, you know, and that was another thing, right? Another technique. I have a message to give. I'm not going to just give it. I'm going to announce that I'm going to give it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cue this up. Get ready, you know, and that's intent, so, right? And so I just want to end my comment here. This first half, this is how I'm going to end my thoughts. And you guys take a minute or whatever, right? And and tell me what you think. Okay, I'm ready. How I'm going to end my thoughts with this first half is a simple question for the listener or the viewer of his message. Ask yourself this question. What is the intent behind mm-hmm. him giving this? Yeah. Is he really concerned for the world? Is he really concerned for people being grateful? Why would this church leader give a message like this right now? What's the real intent? Ask yourself that question. I asked that question earlier in the podcast. I chime in with you, but I do have something different to share as well. Mm -hmm. And that is, here is a being, not Russell Nelson, but here's this being. And he is all knowing and he's standing in front of the world with all the answers and all the understanding and he says, oh, things are fucked up. Okay, uh, well, just be grateful and pray. Okay, I got to go now because people like me that are so fucking smart and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, man. God damn it. It's such a sham. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and, man. Okay, and, that's my and, little and bit what, there. And my, I guess my last tidbit here will be building upon what I've been trying to say through my triggered response. This type of message can be so damaging because of its pattern. This pattern is familiar to those of us who have left the church. It is very, to the the outside eye, it, it looks very innocent. And to me, it's very calculated. Everything that he just said, the experience he gives, the way he gives it, basically making you feel, oh, I better just be grateful for my blessings. This is why I have issue with this kind of message that keeps coming out in the church is because it's not new. We've been counseled ever since I can remember, and I don't know about you two, to count our fucking blessings every fucking chance we get to kneel down and pray and thank God for everything we have and disregard the negative. Especially, count your any blessings. Exactly. See what the Lord has done. Uh, yep. And and I mean that's a that's a regular hymn that you sing constantly in the church. But that kind of thing, that toxic positivity continues where you Oh, it'll I, never end. When I yeah. when I now when I feel anger, I think it's bad. I've been conditioned now. 
I'm trying to uncondition myself instead of shelving and putting away every negative thing and being like, ah, I just need to be grateful. This world is beautiful. I need to be grateful. That can be unhealthy. Yeah. That can be extremely, uh... it fucks your mind up and you got to go, wait a second. No, I don't have to be great today. I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm pissed. And, (laughs) and I, I, and we would all agree with this, right? I think what Mitch is saying, valid emotion, right? I think what Mitch is saying to me, I'm sure we'll all agree is he spoke of therapy at the beginning. And we've talked in episodes past about the worst therapeutic advice coming from the pulpit, right? From these guys, Mm -hmm. because they aren't therapists and they actually teach damaging concepts to the members in the guise of therapy, whether it be spiritual therapy, whatever. Right. And so I hear Mitch talking and I'm like, you know, I hear the phrase, allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to have valid emotions, expressions, feelings, embrace it, own it. Don't push it off. Oh, that's Satan. But no, that's you right now. Own that, be responsible for that. And then let it go. Right. But don't point. Well, that's from God and that's from Satan. And I don't own any of that. I'm just a tool that these emotions are inflicted upon. And if it's anger or anything negative, I bounce it off, bounce that off. No, it's you. I hate to tell you, that's you. It's not some foreign, invisible Satan. It's you. Own it and learn from it. Learn about you. Learn about you. So again, back to that subject about being hijacked at birth and and not listening to your own intuition Mm. and we could do a long podcast on what the fuck that is but believe me it trumps some fucking cretin standing at a pulpit every time yeah it does and And so yeah and i know you've touched on this mike because you've opened up and shared that you and your wife lost your son to suicide and when he opens up he opens up and tells these you know stories about his life where he's lost people that he's loved and i just want to know if that i mean i have my own i have my own observation of if if i had a hard we've all had hardships when he comes if someone like him were to come to you and be like hey mike i lost my kids but i'm grateful now and that's helped me i'm grateful and this is the way you're supposed to look at your Mm -hmm. experience Mm mm-hmm this is how you're supposed Again, to process your trauma. This is empty. what grateful. There's, there's nothing there. And on top of that, nothing. he's saying the world is looking at this like it's a piece of shit advice. But I'm telling you that you need to count your <laughs> blessings. I will say this. I'm not going to pretend I'm a therapist, but I've been working through therapy about our son. And one of the things, hold on to your seats. This mm-hmm. may surprise you. When you're dealing with someone, even as myself, right, who's had that experience, and my wife and I try to help others who've gone through this experience through different groups that we've associated with, right? Guess what one of the things is that you're told by professional therapists that is not helpful and you should not do when you're talking to someone else? You ready for this? Big revelation. You don't compare yourself. You don't say, well, I'm glad we could talk because I've gone through the same thing and this is where I am now. That's something you never do because it invalidates them, even though you've had the same experience. Well, and it invalidates you at the same time. That's right. Yeah. And guess why? Because even though the same kind of thing has happened, 
Say they lost a son even. Yeah, it was a different experience. It's a yeah. different experience than yours. And it goes back yeah. to that elitism. Yes. It yes. reminds me of actually, ironically, the story right. he told a few years ago when the plane was crashing. He was like, I looked around and saw everyone was freaking the hell out. And I was like, I'm good because I know where I'm going. No, okay, great. Good for you, buddy. Like, I'm glad you know where you're going as everyone else is freaking out around and the send, plane. Send me a fucking postcard when you get there, man. The because... same thing goes. So that could <laughs> someone could look and be like, he's so confident about his life. Good for you. But when you flaunt that, that's where the line is to me. And that's what yeah. the LDS leadership does. Yeah, they yeah. flaunt this they elitist cross, view of like, hey, guys, we all have. So basically what he's saying, we all have suffering. We all go through shit. We all lose people we love. I have. I've been alive for 90 plus years and look at my life. And you know what the remedy is for me? Gratitude, because I'm the prophet and this is how you're supposed to do it. Suck and it this up. This is a new message that no one's ever heard before because it's a revelation. Anyway, gratitude. Be grateful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Let me pray. <laughs> That's it. Oh, and then he does pray at the end of it. So oh, yeah, my we're going to handle Sorry, that. We're going off. Man. Oh, we'll my that God. Next that is too. so... That's part two. Oh. So we're going to wrap it up, folks. Thanks for joining us for part one of our complete disassembling and criticizing <laughs> and you of know this what, message. You know what I'm grateful for? Oh, Gordon, hey, hey. I'm grateful that I'm out of this fucking cult. That's, what I'm grateful <laughs> right. for. That's all I'll say about that. Thanks, Gordon. I was eating nachos in the back and heard the <laughs> whatever's going on do, here. Do you have ready access to the bathroom? I, I, just, I well, I haven't put I I haven't been eating spicy nachos as that's what we're eating to. <laughs> just the regular cheese and yeah. oh, chips. Okay, you're all right then. Yeah. yeah, he's been good. He's been hanging out at our place, Dave. Gordon's staying. Yeah, it's damn. Yeah, you have a resurrected being at your house. I yeah, do. Come on over, Dave. We'll have a big party. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila. Will, will he, there be tequila? We have had some. Yes, we've already had some, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks All for right. joining us for Thanks. part one. Yep. We'll catch you guys on the flip side for part two.